You're listening to the Baratrad podcast, giving you the latest news from Northern Europe without the filter of political correctness. February 19th, 2016, and this is the third episode of the Baritrad podcast coming to you live on tape from baritrad.com with me, Don Eriksson. And with me, Magnus Söderman. Yes, uh, and uh, this show also has the other name, Scandinavians trying to speak English. Yeah, still. <laughs> but we're learning, we're learning. Yeah, I think so, at least. Let's as long as they understand what we are saying or what, want to, what we want to say, I think it's good. Yeah, and, and last time, I mean, we had a Danish guest here. Yeah. If you haven't heard episode two with with Daniel Carlson from Denmark, do it. Uh, it's even harder to understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See it as a challenge. <laughs> Let's start with a message from the Prime Minister of Sweden, <laughs> Stefan Löfven. He was vis- visiting India, or? Yeah, or. Let's listen to how he started his speech in front of thousands and thousands of Indians or native Indians. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. really don't know how to say it politically correctly. Here are Stefan. Here is Stefan Levin. Good evening, Mumbai. Namaste. The eyes of the world are on China. Sorry, on India. <laughs> it used to be on China. So, oh, Mr. Levine. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that it's, uh, it's, you can be nervous talking in front of thousands of people. Of course, I can understand that. But And they all look the same. Yeah, they all look the same, <laughs> and they are obviously Indians. Um, yes. And I can understand that it's pressure on you, but if you are the prime minister, prime minister of a country, mm. then you should be able to get the country you are visiting right. I mean, if you say anything else wrong, if you if you have a problem with language or so, yeah, of course, that could be a problem. If you said namaste or something like that from that the, their tongue, yeah, but you can't get the, the country right. And when you do, mm. like he did, <laughs> then you, you, you insult the Indians... Yeah. And then you go on to insult the Chinese. Yeah, and trying to save this. And like, yeah. okay, I hope the Chinese won't hear this. And, <laughs> and I mean, and it's two pretty big countries. Yeah, and they are t- cooperating in the BRICS uh, <laughs> cooperation. Sure, but uh, I mean, one makes food that you get um, bad stomach from, and the other makes food from dogs. I mean, it's not yeah. so hard to differ. No, of course not. It's, it's not. <laughs> but but it's is, like I don't. I think our international audience don't know that the Swedish king, yeah, he is also famous in Sweden because he was once in the city of Arboga, <laughs> and he started a speech with "Dear citizens of Örebro," which is a totally different yeah. city. Uh, 
it's not even <laughs> close, so to speak. It's closer yeah, than India and China. Or no, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, it depends. But the thing is also, I mean, why this is so funny for us, because our uh, the, the government in Sweden since uh, the last election is the most stupid government ever. Yeah, it's also the first feminist government. Yeah. And maybe they are, that's th- related. That could be related. But I mean, it's so stupid. I mean, we have the, the Minister of Culture, uh, Culture Affairs or whatever you, you call it. I don't mm. know. She's, uh, she's been the, the TV uh, hostess for a, a kin... Uh, for, um, it's the Disney Club. Yeah, the Disney Club in Sweden. Mm. And uh, also she's made some nude pictures. Yeah, of course. Uh, and she's black. Yeah, and, and so on. And, and so she was forth. not a member of the party, the, the, the Green Party, when the election... No, she became a member the day after. The day after the election, and then the day before she became the minister. (laughs) So it's uh, it's so strange everything, and also uh, Mr. Levin, as is the name of the prime minister, he's stupid in every way. Uh, I mean, his whole whole appearance is is uh, strange, and this is just one of many things. And and uh, it's uh, if if I have to translate it, uh, his name is Stefan Löfven, mm. and Löfven can easily be changed to Rövien, mm, which is ass. Yes, it's a the, Röv, the ass. ass. Yeah, the ass. Mm. So that's the the ass of our prime S- minister. Yeah, normally you call him the ass. Yeah, I think even. He could have any name, and he would still be called an ass. Yeah, because that's what he is. Uh, I hope that you have seen that we have marked our episodes with explicit content. Yes. Uh, so if you're under eighteen, uh, okay, then you can listen. If you're under twelve, then maybe not. No. Because now I will say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> beep. Oh, it's a no? late beep. Yeah. All right. We do what we want. Okay. So we're talking about crazy Swedish stuff, and then we have to go to the city of Gothenburg, or it's just outside Gothenburg, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's a, a part of Gothenburg in the, the Greater Gothenburg area. Whatever is great with Gothenburg, it's not this, anyways. Anyway, um, the kindergarten in this area of Gothenburg are the first kindergartens to be. LGBT certified. Yeah, and this is actually something you can can be in Sweden. You can be certified uh, LGBT. As if that doesn't mean that you're certified gay. No, but that you're certified to be able to handle the all the different problems, uh, or not <laughs> not problems, challenges with the LGBTs LGBT peoples. Right, and uh, to become LGBT certified. You have to pay the the gay lobby of Sweden, yes. which is called RFSL. Yes, RFSL. That means uh, I don't know even know. A- and they are sponsored by the taxpayers, of course, by right. the state, and also by private donations and donations from uh, different lobby groups or yeah. whatever. And mm-hmm. to get LG. LGBT certified, you have to pay these this lobby group um, around. 100,000 Swedish kronor if you're under 10 employees, yes, I think. Yes. And that's roughly 14,000 US dollars. Yeah. Um, and then you can take some class and, and learn how to treat gay people and trans people and what the rest yeah, of Yeah, not this. only that. They, they, learn, they learn how to be uh, gender neutral in their language toward the kids. So ah. in playtime, you don't say he or she. You say people maybe i don't really know uh, how this works but it's to be gender neutral uh, and it is to to be able to buy gender neutral toys for the children you mm. have special um, books and so on that you read and it's gender neutral yeah, like also, this is lisa and her five mothers yeah mm. but also it is 
not only the sex thing it's also like nobody is going to be uh, no competition if if you have a race or something mm. uh, nobody should win mm. everybody should win mm. and so on and so forth i, I mean this is a, a package of uh, uh, these things and and yeah now this is the first uh, Uh, it's a couple of kindergartens who have been now um, certified by the RFSL that they can handle these things, and and they uh, made a little uh, party uh, when they yeah. <laughs> when they passed the exam. Yeah, the the kindergarten principal um, Naomi Jonas. Um, it's a very non-Swedish name. Uh, as I remember, she was she's a Jewess. Yes, she is. Uh, she's also very involved in in the Jewish lobby in Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Um, somehow that always correlates. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> you know. And um, um, she says it feels amazing that we are finally LGBT certified, and now we will celebrate it with a gay pride parade for the children. Yeah. So the children should parade on the streets with rainbow flags. Probably screaming some gay slogans yeah. like "We're here, we're queer, we're gonna fuck your children." Like yeah, they screamed on the gay pride parade in Gothenburg, the, the grown-up version. Yeah, um, and uh, then they're gonna eat some pastry, rainbow pastry or something like of that. Of course, and then they raised the uh, the uh, gay flag. Do you call mm. it that? The rainbow flag, which mm. they have stolen from us. We should steal it back or take it back. Of course. Uh, but they they took it uh, and they raised it on the pole in front of the kindergarten and so on, just mm. to show that this is now LGBT certified. Yeah. So. And which flag did they have before? Did they even have a flag? No. And if they had, I mean, it's also symbolic. Maybe they had a Swedish flag. Probably not, because in Sweden it's not really normal to to raise the Swedish flag. No, nobody flies the flag except. Mm. Uh, Uh, except us, us more or less. But yeah. uh, I mean, if you would then take the Swedish flag down and and raise the the gay flag, I mean yeah. that's very symbolic. I, I I think that if they had the the Swedish flag, they probably put the gay flag on top, and then the Swedish flag uh, uh, un- under it because that's uh, that's the symbol flag symbolism for you have been taken over. Mm. So children running around waving the gay flag, eating gay pastry, or at least the rainbow flag and rainbow pastry. What's the problem? Isn't it good that the society becomes more inclusive? That you know that many children. I have read this. Many children come to kindergarten. They feel gay. They feel trans, and they don't feel accepted. No, they don't. That's uh, the problem. <laughs> they don't feel gay. Yeah, gay in the original word. Wording like happy, happy, yeah, mm. uh, but they don't feel gay in the homosexual uh, language meaning definition. Uh, what is happening is a war against reality. This is what we are seeing, and we have been seeing since uh, since uh, the sixties, maybe even of course earlier. But if you have some time, we must say this: be- it began. Mm. Then in Sweden, it began in sixty-eight or something like uh. that. Uh, and since then, they have been doing everything they can to to do this social uh, engineering and social exper- experimentation on on children, of course. Mm. Um, and this is just one new chapter in that book, mm. uh, and a, quite a sinister chapter also. I But say. it's interesting because the the this generation that was the first uh, to to um, be be the victims of these experiments, yeah. they are the parents of our generation yeah and they are now the teachers and, and so on uh, in many of these places and politicians yes uh, 
Yes. <laughs> so they are, you can say they are children of this experiment. Yeah, they are. And, and I think if you would do a study, a real study on these things, it, will, it would show in many, in many places, in, on many areas, uh, how much this uh, actually destroyed uh, the, the, the people. And, and I, I mean, if you look in 20 years from now, when you have people going through this in kindergarten in the schools, we will see a destroyed generation even worse. I think we will see a lot of suicides and I will... I think we will see a lot of, of uh, yeah, mental disorder, mental mm. disorder, very mm. very hurted people, mm. or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Other absurd news from Sweden. Uh, that this this is so weird. I don't know where to start. But Sweden is surrounded by water. You know that. That means that we have a pretty big cruise business in Sweden. Cruise yeah. ships uh, going from Stockholm to to Helsinki and to Turku as the two um two cities in Finland. Uh, and uh, there is also cruises from from Gothenburg going to Germany and there's from Poland uh, there's everywhere. Estonia, Latvia. Yeah. And these are there are of course cargo ships but there are also these that are more for pleasure. Yeah, of course, and some people commute in, in that way. They commute from Sweden to Finland on a weekly basis working. They are called Sweden. alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're not a stranger to, to ships or ferries or, or those kind of things. Right. And we have a big coastal line, of course, so um, this must be used, of course. And, and this is the, the thing we're going to talk about, uh, the fact that Sweden has been, uh, we have been taken, uh, taken in uh, approximately 300,000 people Mm. Uh, refugees. 170,000 officially, yeah. but the police have earlier stated that for every person who registers as a refugee seeker, there's also one illegal uh, immigrant yeah. uh, entering the country. So the total is about 300,000. Yeah. And and at least half of them, 150,000, 160,000, must be housed somewhere yeah. uh, by the state, by the taxpayers. So uh, they have been trying to, to uh, fix this because there's not enough... Um, Houses, places, rooms, anything. They have talked with the hotels. They have talked with the. We have all the Swedish uh, castles that have, have been uh, transformed to refugees, asylum centers, and so on and so forth. But it's still not enough. They have yeah. put them from the north to the south, from the east to the west, yeah. everywhere. They and have I put mean, these people. When you say hotels, some hotels have, have has of course said yes because uh, this is like. Um, um, safe money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And the thing is, it's full. I yeah. mean, they can't find any more rooms. Now. Yeah. Now they've started talking about uh, to uh, look look through um, summer houses in Sweden to see yep. which they can use. And according to our our constitution, um, the state can also confiscate. Yeah. Houses, if needed, they can. So, so probably we'll see this in the future if the if the refugee. Uh, the 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 refugee invasion. If it continues, we will see the, we will see this happen. Yeah. Uh, but they are trying to solve this problem and uh, going back to the ferries and the ships. Now they have decided to rent um, a luxury uh, cruise ship, oh. who's uh, placed in France for the moment. It's been cruising the Caribbeans and so on. Oh. But um, I mean, it's quite old. It's from the eighties. So uh, they have talked with the owners and said, "Okay, we rent this uh, ship for eight hundred thousand Swedish kroner per day." Yeah, and that's uh, uh, approximately a hundred thousand US dollars per day. Yeah, and we put that in uh, some uh, whatever harbor we can find in this on the Swedish coastline, and we place one thousand five hundred refugees there. Hmm. That's the oh. idea, and uh, I mean, 
as I've understa- understood it, it's um, it's not only going to be housing. This is going to be a functioning cruise ship, but it will stay in harbor. Yeah. So they, they've talked about that they have a theater there, they have a restaurant and so on. Yeah. I mean, the, it will be like like living on a cruise ship, which many people pay really expensive um, prices for. Yeah. Maybe the, the entertainment won't be that, that, that good. Mm. Uh, maybe they have to do their own Sharia theater or something. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, probably the, bu- the, the food won't be as good as it was. No. But I mean, they have the localities, they have the spas and the gym and whatever. Mm. Um, so I think it would we be quite nice, but uh, uh, maybe not on the, those circumstances. We have seen what is happening in the asylum centers in Sweden. It's rapes, it's murders. It's, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's sanitary. I mean, it, it's it's a catastrophe. Yeah, I is. mean, uh, and this, I, I wonder how this ship will look after a few months. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I think that the the owners are more or less saying that yeah, we we rent it out. It's from the eighties, so we rent it out. We get a lot of money, and then we can. Just uh, I don't know, sink it somewhere when it's <laughs> we're all done with it, uh, cut right. it up to pieces. Um, but uh, but they they still haven't found a harbor no. that wants to harbor it. No, because <laughs> it, you need a deep sea harbor, of course. Yeah. You can't take it anywhere. But I, of course, they will find it. I mean, the state is still doing this that uh, the uh, the different muni- municipals get uh, a lot of money if they uh, promise to house mm. uh, refugees. Mm. So they are stealing the taxpayer pay your money giving to the municipals uh, and so on yeah. and so forth right, so they, they take from the state tax and give it to the to the municipals yeah, yeah. so they are bribing of course yeah. uh, and and uh, for a little for a little if you get 1500 uh, refugees in your little uh, town of course you can hire uh, translators you can hire nurses you can hire social workers social workers mm. so you get a boom of course if, if it's an uh, if, if it is a municipal with a not many people working, mm. then you get a boom in this. But I mean, it's just for a short while, and yeah, of course, the, it's a it's a bubble. Yeah, and the hangover comes quite uh, soon. So we'll mm. see. We will keep you updated. Yeah, on and I the mean, the, the, the money from the state has to come from somewhere, and the Swedish state. Yeah. We've already um, seen tax um, um, raises, and we they also said they have to um, <laughs> to uh, um, create more debt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they have to to to. Um, loan more money uh, to the state yeah. to finance this. Yeah, that's what. So that's they are they, they are putting more debt on the shoulders of our children. Yeah, that's that's what's happening to pay for for luxury cruise ships for so-called refugees. But the question is then: Are these people real refugees? We can also read about how thousands of these so-called refugees are now going back to their home countries, not because there is was some war and it has now ended, but because they think it's take that the, the, the asylum process in Sweden takes too long time. Yeah, there are two, two reasons for going home. One is that it takes too long, uh, a year, maybe more, before you get the, uh, the before you get them get to be here uh, mm. permanently. Uh, the other reason is it's too, too cool, cold. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Sweden and Finland and so on. I mean, it's snowy and it's uh, rainy and it's huh. cold, yeah. So those two reasons make now thousands of, of uh, so-called refugees to go back to Iraq and Syria or Turkey or Afghanistan or North Africa or East Africa or wh- wherever they come from. But didn't they know that Sweden was a pretty cold place? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, th- they know that we have a good uh, social security. They know that we are uh, uh, giving... Uh, 
economic benefits to to people and so on but they probably never check the weather forecast (laughs) i mean it shouldn't be a shock that it's snowing in sweden in december or january or february you can think so but i mean they have had their eyes on other things not not the weather so it it is a shock for them of course and they have been in a sense they have also been lured here uh, by the swedish government by the german government by the ngos controlled by george soros and others well, I think that rounds up this third episode. If it has sounded a bit funny, it's because we had some technical issues and we have been re-recording some parts two or three times. We found out the, what the problem was and we will not have this problem again. Uh, this is something maybe that the Swedish government should learn from. If you find out that there is a problem with something, don't do the same thing because then you will get the same problem. Yeah, fix it fix the problem even though i don't think it's possible for them because you need some integrity intelligence yeah you know you mean that stefan the ass Röven don't have it no he doesn't <laughs> okay don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on itunes and leave a review so we can climb the top lists um and also visit barretra.com because there you can now buy Magnus' first book in English. Yeah, Fortress Europe. It's about this refugee crisis, they say. It's about the uh, refugee invasion, I say. <clears throat> and it's uh, uh, it's uh, quite interesting, I think. So you will, you will like it. Yeah. And for the Swedish listeners, there's also a Swedish version called Festning Europa. There's also a t-shirt with Fortress Europe. Yeah. Really, really good looking. Uh, really top seller. So make sure to get one before they are sold out. You go to barretrad.com. Uh, that's your place to find the good stuff for your white lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> that could be a slogan. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We are back next week. <laughs>